I learned something else this week. I learned that it's important to sow into rich soil if you're going to expect a harvest. In the parable of the sower, the Lord shares that when a farmer just throws the seed on hard ground or rocky ground, it won't produce anything. Welcome to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur, business owner, and spiritual life coach. Bobby and his brother Glenn own Alliance Sports Group, a collection of hardware and sport product lines sold in over 40,000 retail stores across America. Bobby is not asking for financial support. However, he does need your feedback. As a spiritual life coach, how can he help you? Questions, comments, prayers? Bobby reads every email and personally responds to most of them. Bobby at onthebrightside.org or join the discussion on Facebook. You can also call 847-312-8197. 847-312-8197. This show is brought to you by Nebo Tools. Nebo Tools, N-E-B-O, is the maker of intensely bright lights and flashlights, relied on by emergency professionals across America. Learn more about Nebo Tools at onthebrightside.org. Now it's time to buckle your seatbelt and get ready for On the Bright Side with Bobby. But first I thought since you all responded so well to the jokes the little kids did last week, I started looking at the kind of jokes that they look at. So here's a, here's a couple of them I found. Uh, and Vic, I've got to use you in this, okay? So you just do what you have to do. Okay, Vic, what do you call a cow with no legs? Ground beef. Okay, Okay. this is for my friend John over here. I think he'll like this one. All right, Vic, what do you call a dog with no legs? I don't know, but whatever you call him, he ain't coming. You know, once, once, I, once the kids keep coming, I just won't be able to stop. So last week, it was exciting to see the tremendous response to our fundraising program. And you know, the word says when we sow generously, we reap generously. So it's even more exciting to live in expectation of the harvest God is going to bring. I learned something else this week. I learned that it's important to sow into rich soil if you're going to expect a harvest. In the parable of the sower, the Lord shares that when a farmer just throws the seed on hard ground or rocky ground, it won't produce anything. But when the seed falls into good soil, you can expect it to yield 30 times or 60 times or even 100 times as much as planted. You know, years ago, my brother Glenn and I were, we were excited to make our first acquisition of an exercise company other than our own. And it happened to be in New York City, and it was considered to be the oldest fitness company in America, and it was founded by one of the founding fathers of the exercise movement, and we were just impressed by this company and its history and its international reach. But just hours after the deal closed, the unionized factory workers threatened to strike, and we learned that the top executive had a drug addiction. Disgruntled employees had sabotaged all the equipment. And the landlord found a loophole in the lease and forced us to move. 
You see, what happened there was we sowed into rocky ground. We were so anxious to make the deal that we failed to do it the adequate due diligence necessary that could have prevented the disaster. We learned a hard and very expensive lesson up there in the big city. And that is when you sow into something that isn't ready to receive the seed, then you won't get a harvest. And that's why it's so powerful when you sow into the kingdom of God. Because just like what we're doing with the P2 program, we already know that the soil is deep. deep, And we know that it's rich. And it's ready to receive what we have and what we've committed to. And we know that that which it's received can multiply 30, 60, or 100-fold. You know, the Apostle Paul, he was so touched by the Macedonians when they were so generous to him and the Christian movement. And he was touched because they weren't rich people. They They had encountered hard times themselves. But Paul said, they gave themselves first to the Lord and then to us in keeping with God's will. That's a legacy for generous giving right there. I hope you're encouraged today that the commitment you made last week is seed sown in good soil. And it means that you can expect God to bring a harvest in every area of your life and to that which you have sown. Turn to someone next to you and say, we're sowing in good soil. Did you know that Jesus is a people watcher? Stay tuned to hear how Jesus notices the little things that you may think are not noticed by anyone. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back. Attention small business owners, if you operate a retail business and are looking for great selling products with high margins, consider becoming a Nebo dealer and sell premium high demand flashlights that consumers love. Nebo is the leading brand for independent retailers everywhere. And here's why. Nebo partners with retailers to maximize valuable counter space, providing 90 to 100% markup on products, a constant stream of new innovative lights, incredible impulse displays, and an industry-owned buyback guarantee, which means Nebo will buy back your inventory in the unlikely event it doesn't sell. So if you own a retail business of any type, we invite you to become a Nebo dealer. Start turning profits like never before. See for yourself. Let us send you a free, no-obligation sample of a great Nebo light. That's right, get a free Nebo light and a Nebo catalog. To get your free flashlight and catalog, go to NeboDealer.com or call 847-312-8197 or NeboDealer.com And now back to On the Bright Side as Bobby Bollinger shares his unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith. But first, let me ask you, how many of you consider yourself people watchers? I thought so, you know, whether, whether we admit it or not. One of the most entertaining things that we do is observe other people, isn't it? I mean, a lot of times when we go to a sporting event or something that has a a big crowd, we come away with a story about something we saw someone do or say or someone who looks silly. And that's because people really are interesting to watch. And you can learn a lot about people by just watching them. Well, it so happens, what I want to talk about for a minute is that the Bible gives us a great teaching on the value of being a generous giver that starts with Jesus being a people watcher. How many knew that Jesus was a people watcher? 
Oh, you didn't either. I just told you. But it started when Jesus was teaching at the temple all day. Now, the temple was a big place, and it was the most magnificent building of its time. And there were these big crowds who were hanging on to his every word. But when it came time for the offering, the word said that Jesus went out and sat down opposite where the offering was, and he watched the people as they came and put their money in the offering box. And it says that he observed that many rich people came and threw in large amounts of money. But the next three verses are where Jesus was going with this exercise. Here's what it said. But a poor widow came and put in two very small copper coins worth only a fraction of a penny. Calling his disciples to him, Jesus said, I tell you the truth. This poor widow has put more into the treasury than all the others. For they gave out of their wealth. But she, out of her poverty, put in everything she had. Now, I know that most of you have heard this famous story. It's known as the widow's mite. And the normal takeaway from this story is one of compassion for the poor, poverty-stricken widow who loves God so much that she gives away her much-needed last few cents. But I submit to you this morning that if that is all that you learn from this story, you literally miss the gold that Jesus intended for you to find in it. The first thing about this story that's important is that Jesus cares about how you and I respond to the offering. He made a point to take a break from teaching the people to watch and see what they gave. And we need to understand that he still cares about how and what we give when we get the opportunity. And it has nothing to do with the church needing money. Now, I've said this before, but in case you missed it, God doesn't need our money. The Word says he owns the cattle on a thousand hills, and the Word says the silver is mine, the gold is mine, says the Lord. Every wisdom in the Word about giving is there to test us to trust God for every blessing that he has for us. Jesus was watching the widow give her offering that day, and he's watching you when you give yours today right here. The second important lesson in this story is that Jesus explains that giving is a proportionate principle. Now, Jesus didn't say that the rich people who who gave a lot of money out of their surplus were bad people or that they were greedy. But what he meant was that on a scale of 1 to 10 in generosity, the rich people were a 1 and the widow was a 10. Because their gift was a lot, but it was insignificant in proportion to what they had. And hers was significant because it was all that she had. So in these scriptures, the Lord isn't saying you have to give everything you have to be generous. He's just drawing the clear distinction that generosity isn't measured by the amount that you give. But, that, but by the amount you give of what you have. By the amount you give of what you have. Giving is a proportionate principle. But here you go. The most important 
powerful lesson to learn from this story that you can apply to your life today is that once you understand that giving is a proportionate principle, you know from other promises in the word that receiving is a proportionate principle too. One of my favorite scriptures is one I use often in Luke chapter 6. The Lord said this, give and it shall be given to you in good measure. Pressed down, shaken together, running over and poured into your lap. But that's not the end of that verse. Here's the best part, the most powerful part. Here's the rest of it. For with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Yeah, that's what, that's what he said. It will be measured to you. You know, the story of the widow's might is just four little verses in the Bible. And the Lord doesn't mention her name. Are the names of any of the rich people who gave? But I can tell you something else about her this morning. She was not the one to be pitied. For as the Lord pointed out, she invested more in the kingdom of God that day than all the rest. I believe that she knew what, what she was doing. She purposed in her heart to give. And she knew the enormous blessing that she would receive as a result of her giving. And she knew something good would happen to her in Jesus' name. Up next, no matter where you are and no matter how you feel, you need to know that Jesus is with you. He'll never leave you. Jesus is always with you. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back. Attention small business owners, if you operate a retail business and are looking for great selling products with high margins, consider becoming a Nebo dealer. Nebo was founded by Christian business owners Bob and Glenn Bollinger and is the leading brand for independent retailers everywhere. Here's why. Nebo partners with retailers to maximize valuable counter space, providing 90 to 100% markup on products, a constant stream of new innovative lights, incredible impulse displays, and an industry-only buyback guarantee, which means Nebo will buy back your inventory in the unlikely event it doesn't sell. So if you own a retail business of any type, become a Nebo dealer and start turning profits like never before. Receive a free no-obligation sample of a great Nebo light and see for yourself. That's right, get a free Nebo light and a Nebo catalog. To get your free flashlight and catalog, go to NeboDealer.com or call 847-312-8197. That's NeboDealer.com or call 847-312-8197. We hope you're enjoying Bobby Bollinger's unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith on the Bright Side. How many know that God is good this morning. You know, the older I get, the more I know about what goes on out there in the world. The more I look forward to coming to church on Sunday. Does anybody else feel like I do? I mean, I know that God is out there too. But for me, it's easier to feel His presence in here. And I think that that's one of the main reasons that we love to come to church. Is because it's easy to feel God's presence. It's a very natural thing to worship and praise God together. But I want to encourage some of you today who are struggling to feel like God is with you out there. 
You know, out there, it's a jungle. Out there, it's a rat race. Out there, there's a lot of noise. And we know that God is with us out there. But sometimes, if we're honest, it doesn't feel like it. And we go through things out there that doesn't seem to have anything to do with advancing the purpose of our life through Jesus Christ. So I know that there are many of you who are going through stuff right now. And I really want to encourage you by reminding you that God is there. And that our commitment to Christ is based on our faith, not on our feelings. We love it when we feel God's presence. But it's important to understand that God is with us whether we feel His presence or not. We're assured of this promise a number of times. In Matthew, the Lord said, Be sure of this. I am with you always. Even to the end of the age. You see, He's there. Even when we don't think so. Some of you may remember the story about the only survivor of a shipwreck. He washed up on some deserted island. And he was thankful to be alive. And he prayed to God each day that he would be rescued. But the days turned into weeks and then months. Eventually, he managed to build a small wooden hut to protect him from the elements. And one day, while he was out looking for food, lightning struck his hut, and he returned to find it bursting into flames. He was distraught. Everything was lost. He had given up hope. But when morning came, he was awakened by the sound of an approaching ship. Finally, he was rescued. He asked the captain, How did you find me? And the captain said, We saw a lot of smoke yesterday. And we followed it straight to this island. You see, it doesn't matter how we feel. He's there. It doesn't matter what we're going through. He's there. Your situation may seem to go from bad to worse. But our Heavenly Father is still right there. He's watching over us. His son Jesus is right there, walking beside us. He's reachable. He's approachable. He's able to confide in and lead us through our situation. And on our other side is his Holy Spirit, able to penetrate and activate his will and purpose in our life. So listen, it's our faith, not our feelings, that we have to trust. Let me say it again. It's our faith. It's not our feelings that we trust. Our faith is based on and built on truth. Our faith isn't blind. Because we have experienced His presence. We've seen the truth of His Word carried out in our lives and in others. And our faith gets stronger as we witness these facts. We've seen miracles. We've seen supernatural intervention in impossible situations. Our faith isn't raw, baseless faith. It's real. 
Our faith is real. It's like knowing the heat is, heat is on in here because it's warm. He's there. Whether you're feeling it or not, and let me tell you that when you submit your life to Christ and live by faith, you have the assurances that the Apostle Paul is talking about. When he said, who shall, shepherd, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble? Our hardship, our persecution, our famine, our nakedness, our danger, or sword? He goes on to say, no. In all these things, we are what? We are more than conquerors through him who loves us. It's our faith that sees us through our trials. Because when we're going through it, sometimes that's all we have. We don't understand why we're going through it or how we're going to get through it. But because of our faith, we can know we will come through it. You know, our, our survivor on that desert island, he thought that when his hut burned down that it couldn't get any worse. But he was rescued because of his tragedy. So today I want to, you to remember that no matter what you're going through, he's there. He's there for you. You may find him here, but by faith, no matter where you are, or whether or not you feel his presence, you know he's always there. Jesus is always there. Say that with me. Jesus is always there. Thank you for listening to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur and business owner. Bobby is not asking for financial support. However, he does need your feedback. As a spiritual life coach, how can he help you? Questions, comments, prayers? Bobby reads every email and personally responds to most of them. Bobby at onthebrightside.org or join the discussion on Facebook. You can also call 847-312-8197. 847-312-8197. This show is brought to you by Nebo Tools. Nebo Tools, N-E-B-O, is the maker of intensely bright lights and flashlights relied on by emergency professionals across America. Trusted by many at work, home, or play, let Nebo light your way. Learn more about Nebo Tools at onthebrightside.org or call 847-312-8197. Over 900,000 moms per year choose to abort their baby, and 85% of them are single moms. It's hard to choose life when you're feeling alone, but Embrace Grace has a goal to change that. Embrace Grace equips and empowers churches to start support groups around the nation and the world to walk alongside moms with unintended pregnancies. With over 400 support groups in churches around the nation, lives are being saved. Partner financially with Embrace Grace today. For just $25 per month, your gift can help train leaders of a church to find moms that need help. For $100 per month, your gift can help reach and inspire more churches to start a group. And for $250 per month, your gift can launch a group at a church. Together, we can help her be brave and ensure that no single mom walks alone. 
Go to EmbraceGrace.com for more information on how you can partner with Embrace Grace to save them both. EmbraceGrace.com.